Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. Today we're wrapping up this uh, series of messages that I've shared with you through the month of uh, November. Uh, This message series has been called Strings. I I don't know if you have ever thought about this or felt this way, but to me, it seems like life is a lot like a fabric or a tapestry. And, And all the things that happen to you, all the things you go through, uh, your, your successes and triumphs as well as your failures and uh, things that were disappointing to you, that all of those things ultimately kind of are woven into the fabric that is our existence or the tapestry that really is, at the end of the day, our life. There's actually even scripture that kind of supports that theory. So let me share that scripture with you. It's found in Psalm chapter 139, Psalm 139, verse 15. David said this, he said, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And he uses that language that all of these things are woven together in order to, to create this tapestry that is your life, my life. That all of these things kind of get woven into that fabric. So I would like to kind of just unpack that thought together with you or uh, in the spirit of this idea of a tapestry, let's kind of unfold it together here over the next few minutes. And the first thing that I feel like we need to acknowledge that, that, that if our life is this tapestry that's made up of all of these threads, all of these strings, life events and triumphs and tragedies. Listen, if our life is that tapestry, then, then let me point out first and foremost, God sovereignly chooses the strings he uses to weave our lives together. Can we acknowledge right now together, God is a sovereign God. God is sovereign, meaning God is God all by himself. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't need us to to help him figure out what our life should look like. He's sovereign over it all. He's sovereign uh, over uh, this tapestry that is being created with every day, with every decision, with every life event. Uh, God is sovereign over all of this. I love what uh, our apostolic leader here at Crossroads, my, my pastor, I love what Pastor Denny Duran says, and I've, I've heard him say it all, all my adult life. Denny says, everything is about everything. Have you lived long enough to figure that out yet? Everything is about everything. Maybe like me, there have been some moments in your life that didn't make sense. There have been some things that you went through and you would have never chosen those things for yourself. And yet there you are. You're in the midst of this thing that is so confusing, maybe even bewildering to you. And you're going, what am I doing here? Lord, why is this happening to me? God, why would you allow me to go through this or experience this? Come on, I'm not the only one in this room that's had those kind of questions. And we wonder, Lord, why is this thread being woven into this fabric of my life. 
only to a few months later or maybe a few years later, look back and realize exactly what God was doing. You didn't know it then. You couldn't recognize it when you were going through it, when you were in the midst of it. It didn't make any sense to you, but a few years down the road, you look back and you see that God was right there in the midst of it all, that he was still sovereign, even for those uncertain times, even over those difficulties and tragedies, that that, that God was still sovereign and that he knew what he was doing and that it ultimately was all all coming together in this tapestry that he's making out of our lives. He just weaves in the successes as well as the failures. He weaves in the pleasure and the pain. He weaves in joy as well as sorrow, elation as well as disappointment. At at times what we find being woven into the fabric of our life is great favor, and yet at other times, great scrutiny. We see God creating this tapestry by weaving in friendships that we're so grateful for, so thankful for, but then along comes the betrayals. Come on, y'all, we've all been there. And all of these things are knitted together to become the tapestry of our lives. I think this is what Paul, the apostle, had in mind in Romans chapter eight and verse 28. When he wrote this by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we know that God causes all things. I wish somebody would help me and just say all things. things. Not some things. He said, said, we know that God causes all things, everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Anybody here love God? Raise your hand if you do. Anybody here called according to his purpose? Come on, raise your hand if you are. Well, then all things, everything is working together. Ultimately, for your good and his glory. You may not see that now, but that's what he's promised you. That the tapestry, once it's all said and done, is gonna work to your good and to his glory. And it's so important for us to recognize that. Now, all through the Old Testament, New Testament alike, but I I love the Old Testament stories. And all through that Old Testament, we can see those people's tapestry from beginning to end. We have a vantage point they didn't have. We've got perspective they couldn't possibly have had when they were going through it all. But we're able to read their story beginning to end and, and see that in those moments of hardship, in those moments of bewilderment that made no sense to them, come on, God was weaving, right? He was weaving a story that we're still gleaning our faith from to this day. And so you have these beautiful stories there, these tapestries, if you will, in the Old Testament, and probably none of them speak louder to me along these lines than the story of Joseph. I love the story of Joseph. I love his tapestry. Come on, his whole story started with some fabric, a coat of many colors. You guys remember the story? Hey, uh, speaking of colors, so my kids, my daughter and her husband are preschooling my little grandson through his preschool years. And so they're teaching him something different every week. This week, this past week, they were on colors. And my daughter was teaching my grandson about how colors can be cool or warm. 
And she asked Ezekiel, she said, do colors sometimes make you feel cool or warm? And he thought about it a second and Ezekiel said, most of the time, colors just make me feel hungry. I love that boy because (laughs) he's got his poppy's heart and appetite, right? Um, So we all get hungry. Sometimes we get hangry. Y'all know what hangry is? Hungry is when you want something to eat. Hangry is if I don't get something to eat soon, somebody's gonna get hurt. Come on, y'all got, y'all ever got hangry, man, hangry? So this coat of many colors starts the story of Joseph's tapestry. And this coat of many colors where it's the favor of his father toward him to show him how special he is among the 12 sons, to demonstrate Jacob's love for the boy, it's resented by his brothers. And all of a sudden, there's something woven into the tapestry of Joseph's life that he never saw coming. They're so offended by him that he would dare to be a dreamer. And can I just say, this is just on a sidebar for somebody that needs to hear it. They can forgive you for everything but favor and success. They can, they can forgive you for just about anything, but walk in the favor of God, have some successes in your life, and they're gonna take it personal, y'all. And all of a sudden, woven into the fabric of this young man's life is a betrayal on the part of his brothers where they sell him into slavery. We watch the tapestry unfold chapter by chapter there in the book of Genesis, the coat of many colors in the favor of the father, the betrayal by the brothers where he sold into slavery. But even in that place where he is a slave to Potiphar, God shows him great favor. Favor is once again woven into his life and and he's put in charge of all of his master's household affairs until all of a sudden, Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him. Another thread is woven in to the storyline. Even though Potiphar knows that Joseph is a man of righteousness, he throws him in prison. But in that prison cell, God weaves more favor into the, into the garment and, 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 and he's put in charge of, of all the prison. And, and there is a... Um, a situation that you're familiar with, I'm sure, in Joseph's story where someone has a dream that needs interpreting and and he's able to interpret it and he thinks it's going to set him up for favor, maybe to get him out of the prison, but his friend that he helped with the interpretation of the dream forgets all about him. Some of you are feeling forgotten right now. And yet another thread is woven in to the garment of this man's life. In Genesis chapter 50, after all the threads have come together, I want you to hear what Joseph says as he's able to look back over his life, over moments of great triumph as well as great tragedy. As he he looks back over the tapestry of his life, I want you to hear what Joseph says to his brothers those brothers that betrayed him. In Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, he said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. 
He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. And in case you don't know the story, everything that Joseph went through was to posture him to be second in command over all of Egypt, save Egypt during a time of famine, but in doing it, also save his family and his family line, ultimately that the Messiah would come from. Listen to me, God's got a plan, church. Woven into every bit of this, God's got a plan. So today, I thought I'd talk to you as you're there in the loom. You know, that loom is that instrument they use to to weave the garment together, the material together. Some of you are in that loom right now. And there are things being woven into your experience you never thought you'd see. I want you to hold on to three things. There in the loom, I want you to hold on to three things. Number one, I want you to hold on to trust because you can trust God. Somebody say, I can trust God. And I want you to hold on to trust. I want you to remember in this moment of crises, in this moment of confusion, I want you to remember to trust God. If we're gonna look at those Old Testament tapestries, the lives of, of those that went before us there in the Old Testament, we've gotta consider David. Oh, what a tapestry God created out of this man's life. But then there were moments in David's life of great hardship. Come on, you've read. You've read the Bible. There were moments of great hardship. There's one that I want to point to to speak to this issue of trust while you're in the loom that, 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 that I want to just give a brief explanation over. Because as I'm telling you to trust God, I also want you to understand and realize sometimes what's being woven into the fabric of your life wasn't God's choosing, it was yours. You were the one that decided to disobey him. You're the one who decided to take matters into your own hands. You're the one who decided, I'm gonna do it my way, not his way. But how many are thankful that even in those, even in those things, God can still find a way to turn it around? Come on, y'all. And we see David in one of those moments. We see something being woven in to David's life that is of his own making. He decided to do a census of the people because he wanted to see how many fighting men he had. He wanted to see how many fighting men he had to see what kind of fighting chance he had. But God took offense to that because how many know it doesn't matter how large your army is, victory doesn't come from the size of your army, victory comes from the God that you serve. And God took offense to David's census and began to pour out judgment upon Israel. David is standing face to face with the death angel himself and God sends the prophet to say, you got one of three choices and in those choices, one's gonna put you in the hand of men and the other will put you in the hands of God. And here's what David said in 2 Samuel 24, verse 14. I would encourage you in the loom this morning to say the same thing. He said, I'm in a desperate situation. Come on, how many have been there? 
I'm in a desperate situation, David replied, but let us fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is great. Do not let me fall into human hands. David knew that he could trust God. You can't trust a fallen world, but come on, you can trust a risen savior today. And in the loom, even when things are being woven into your life that it's your own foolish mistakes that have brought this your way, put your life in God's hands and trust him. In fact, let me just ask you today, will you trust him even when he doesn't seem positioned right in your life? Because some of you today, it almost feels like God has become adversarial towards you. It seems like he's taken a position that causes you to question, can I really trust him? I, I gotta illustrate this for you. Jason, would you mind coming up here and helping me real quick? Come on up here. Jason, knock in, everybody. Don't you love Jay? Man, what a great worship leader and great friend. We've been friends a long time. You came through our leadership college, real involved in our ministry now. We, we play golf together. We're friends. Jay, do you trust me? Yeah. You sure about that? I do. Good. I'm so glad. Isn't that sweet? That Jason, trust me. Okay, well, good. Well, then what I'm going to do in just a minute, just, just to illustrate this whole thing, what I'm going to do is in just a minute, I'm going to have you close your eyes and I'm going to ask you to trust me and, and not right now, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to fall backwards. Okay. Would you trust me with that? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right, well, I want you to close your eyes then and um, just keep your eyes closed. Now, I know, Jason, that from, from the perspective of the angle of my voice, me asking you to fall backwards, it really makes you wonder if you can trust. I don't seem to be positioned right to ask that out of you, right? No. But Jay, you can trust me. Yeah. Jay, I will never let you fall. Okay. I'll never let you fall. Do you trust me? I trust you. You sure? I think so. Well, then here's what I'm gonna ask you to do if you really trust me, Jason. All right. I want you to fall. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Thank you, Jay. Come on, God's always got a plan. God's always got a plan. He said he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Even when he seems postured incorrectly within your life, you can still trust him. God's always gonna come through. That's why Proverbs 3, verse 4 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It says, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Listen, that trust you're weaving in to this tapestry allows it to become your ephod that you'll wear to hear from God. Everybody know what an ephod is? If, you read, if you've read the Old Testament, you know the ephod was the garment the priest would wear when he needed to hear from the Lord. When he needed to get a word from God, he would put this ephod on and he would hear from God. In 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 18, the Bible says Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment, an ephod, like that of a priest. And Samuel, even as a child, was so capable of hearing from God that the Bible said not one prophetic word that he ever spoke fell to the ground. God honored every word that he spoke. And that, that happened at a young age, so let me say to every young person here, let your trust become the ephod that you wear to hear from God, even in these early moments of your, of your coming into 
that knowledge of Jesus and everything that he longs for you and everything that he wants for you. Even in these formulative moments of your life, learn to hear from God. Learn to wear that ephod. Amen? Amen. Secondly, you're there. You're in that loom. There are things being woven into the fabric you don't understand. Let me ask you to hold on to a second thing and that is your thankfulness. We just came through Thanksgiving and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We did, we really did. And I hope you got to uh, gather with your family and with friends and I hope you ate well. But even more, I hope that in those moments with family and with friends, you stop to give thanks to God because he's so good, isn't he? And he's so worthy of our praise. If you're there in that loom today and you don't understand what's being woven into the fabric today, just go ahead and give God thanks anyway. We're looking at the tapestries of the Old Testament. We might as well look at the tapestry that we refer to as Job. Boy, you talk about thread that you never would have selected. This guy went through some things, didn't he? He went through some things. And in the midst of all the loss and the suffering, his wife came to him and she said, why don't you just curse God and die? Can I tell you that some of you in your moments of loss, you've been told the same thing by a fallen world. The world wants you to just forget it. The world wants you to just curse God and die. But I love Job's answer to that wife of his. He said in Job chapter two, verse 10, you're talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? What's Job saying? Job's saying, should I only expect the gold thread, the purple thread, the scarlet thread? Should I not expect there to be some darker hues, some grays, some difficult times? Because after all, it's that darkness that creates the contrast of all the brightness and the goodness and the wonder that God is sowing into the garment of our existence, isn't it? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, Paul writes by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, be thankful in all circumstances. Even those circumstances you wouldn't have chosen, those circumstances you didn't want. He says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. How many want to know God's will? Say I do. How many want to do God's will? Say I do. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's the will of God, in all circumstances. Now, I don't know if you noticed, he didn't say give thanks for all things. He said give thanks in all things. There's some things we can't be thankful for. I already mentioned, some of this stuff woven into the fabric of our life was our own doing. It was our own foolish mistakes. We're not thankful that we made those mistakes, that we went the wrong way. And then we have a very real enemy. Jesus said he comes to steal, to kill, to destroy some of this stuff that has been woven into your life. Your enemy, your enemy is the one that attacks you. But listen, even in the mistakes, even in the attacks, we're not thankful for those things, but we're thankful in those things because we know God has a way of sewing it right in to the overall garment that is ultimately gonna give him glory today. 
So hold on. Right there in the loom, hold on to your thankfulness. And let, let the tapestry your thanksgiving is creating be the garment of praise that you wear. It was Isaiah who pointed out a coming Messiah. In Isaiah 61 verse three, he pointed out a coming Messiah that would bestow on us a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You can wrap yourself in despair over what you're going through today, or you can put on the garment of praise and say, God, I know I can trust you, so I'm gonna thank you anyhow. You've already done more for me than I could ever possibly repay. You don't owe me anything, but I owe you everything, and I owe you my thanksgiving, so I'm gonna put on this garment of praise. You're there in the loom. You're being stretched in this way and that. There are things that have entered into the picture that you would have never chosen for yourself. Trust God. Thank God. And thirdly, hold on to your tenacity. Uh, when I think of Joseph, when I think of this guy's garment, I see tenacity in this man. When things didn't make sense, he went on and served anyway. Come on, didn't he? Right? I mean, think about his brothers. His brothers laughed at his dream, but when his father needed him to go check on him, he went on and served those boys anyway. Even after they betrayed him and sold him into slavery, at the end of his story, he's still serving those brothers. He's faithful, isn't he? We look at his story, we see, we see Potiphar and how he served Potiphar. We see the jailer and how he served the jailer. We see Pharaoh and how he served Pharaoh. Faithful to the very end. I love the tenacity of, of Joseph because he's weaving that into all the difficulty, all the hardship, all the ups, the downs, the triumphs, the disappointments. He's weaving that tenacity in it all. James chapter one and verse 12 says, happy are those who remain faithful under trials because when they succeed in passing such a test, they will receive as their reward the life which God has promised to those who love him. How many want that life? Say, I do. Then get some tenacity and keep on serving God. Even through the difficulties, keep on serving God and let your tenacity create the tapestry that becomes your robe of righteousness. Hmm. I wonder if you're wearing that robe today. I gotta quote Job one more time. Job said in chapter 29, and verse 14, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My just dealing was like a robe. You know what Joseph and Job were willing to do? They were willing to do the right thing because it was the right thing. It wasn't the convenient thing. It wasn't the easy thing. It wasn't the thing that, uh, that, that promised this, that, or the other. It was the right thing and because it was right, they wore righteousness as a robe. Will you? Will you let that tenacity create that robe of righteousness that allows you to carry out what's right even when it's not easy, even when it's not convenient? I got one more thing to say to you. And I gotta be honest with you today. I have been under the weight of this message for weeks. God gave me this word weeks and weeks and weeks ago. 
it's good to deliver it today. I don't know if it's as good to hear as it is to deliver, but I believe I've shared the word of the Lord for you. And here's what I want to say. As we consider the tapestry of our lives together, don't lose heart when all you can see is the back half of the tapestry. You know what a tapestry looks like? Do you have these? Years ago, years ago, someone blessed Don and I with one as a gift. I'd never had one before. But this person knew I love horses and, and they either made or, or bought a, a, a tapestry. They had beautiful horses in a meadow as the picture on front of the tapestry. But, but on the back of the tapestry, it was a mess, man. Just loose string hanging everywhere, loose ends, if you will. They were uh, just a frayed mess. It was, it was like disarray, man, disorder. Uh, it was just a tangled up mess. Kind of like what your life looks like right now. But I came to church to remind you that's just the back half of the t- tapestry. It's just the, it's just the back side of the tapestry. It looks like a mess to you. It looks like a tangled, frayed mess to you. But on the other side of what you're going through, there's a beautiful picture that God is creating out of your life. Once again, the words of St. Paul. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, he writes by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on the backside of this tapestry, but on what is unseen, the other side. Since what is seen is temporary. You need to hear that. It's temporary. It's temporary. One of my favorite phrases of the Bible we, we don't use this phrase anywhere else, but I love the phrase. The phrase is, it came to pass. Aren't you glad it didn't come to stay, y'all? He says, we don't look at the backside of the tapestry with all of its tangles, loose ends, no. We look at what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. God's creating a beautiful tapestry out of your life. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Jeff Abels and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Maybe the Holy Spirit has been dealing with your heart as you've listened to this message and you feel like you just need to get right with God. If you have no real assurance that you are right with God, if you cannot honestly say you've been living for God and you know that needs to change, I wanna invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now. You know, the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means God loves you and God's ready to save you. He's just waiting on you to call on Him. will not you call on Him right now by praying a very simple prayer with me. I want you to repeat the words of this prayer after me. Let those words come right from your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I come to you right now In the name of Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates me from God. And I don't want that. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. 
I believe he rose again. Through faith in Jesus, I believe my life can change. So I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and change my life. Be Lord of my life from this day forward. I don't live for me anymore or this world. God, I want to live for you. Help me to do that. And I thank you right now, even as I pray, according to your promise, my sin is all forgiven. I'm now right with God. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with me, we would really love to know about it. We'd love to give you some next steps to get you started on your brand new journey of faith. What I'd love for you to do is just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. And someone will connect with you to provide you with some resources that I think will help you greatly. Again, just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, and God richly bless you is our prayer for you.